Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. I want you to open your Bibles with me to Exodus. I want to go to the book of Exodus. And I'll skip around just a little bit and go real fast. But in Exodus chapter, I don't have time to read it this morning, but in chapter 28, uh, verse 4, if you're just making notes, they shall make holy garments for Aaron, for his brother, for his sons, that he may minister as the priest. And then uh, uh, Exodus 29 and verse 29, the holy garments of Aaron, listen to this, shall be his sons after him to be anointed in them and to be consecrated in them. In other words, the same garment that the daddy, God commanded him to wear as the high priest, the first high priest, the son's going to wear the exact same. He doesn't get his own. He's going to wear the one that his father that his father had. And he'll be anointed in it and be consecrated in it. This is interesting. Verse 30, the son who becomes the priest in his place shall put them on for seven days. He can't take them off when he enters into the tabernacle of meeting to minister in the holy place. And while you have your Bibles open, uh, I'm going to go to Numbers real quick. Uh, Numbers chapter 20. And this is the actual occasion of this happening. Um, God says to Moses in verse 25, Take Aaron and Eleazar, his son, bring him up to Mount Hor-. This is fast forwarding many, many years later. And bring him up on the mountain. Um, Aaron's about to die there. So verse 27, so Moses did just as the Lord commanded and they went up on the Mount uh, Hor in the sight of all the congregation. Watch this. Moses stripped Aaron of his garments and put them on Eleazar, his son. And Aaron died there on top of the mountain. Then Moses and Eleazar came down from the mountain. And I know I read a lot of scripture, but it won't take me long to teach and preach what I'm going to preach today. But I, I want you to let it sink deep into your heart because power is in the word. If I'm, if I'm up here talking something and it's not based in the word, it doesn't have any power behind it. There's nothing like uh, the blessing that family can have in our lives. There's so many challenges and so many dynamics to family life. How many of you are married and you're a father or you're part of a family and you're married? Let me see your hand. Let's see. Yeah. Well, it, every man will understand this. If you've ever gotten in the car on a hot summer day and as soon as you got in the car, it wasn't because the air conditioner was outstanding, but it was your wife was sitting on the other side and it was extremely cold the moment you got in the car. And then comes the inevitable question that every dumb man will ask at that point. What's wrong? And, and when he says what's wrong, uh, I think there's a, I think from, I think babe, baby girls learn mama, dad, dad, and the next word is nothing. Because she will always say if something is wrong, nothing. And what she really means is I'm not going to tell you. Because I expect you, dummy, to know what is wrong without me telling you. And poor dumb thing, he don't have a clue. He doesn't. These are just random thoughts about family life. It has so many challenges. One for me, because I have a son 
is half my clothes. We're about the same size and suits and stuff, so he, he steals everything I've got. What is the divorce rate of socks? I just wish they'd stay together. I, I just wish they'd make it work. Is there a sock rapture? Does one get left behind and one just taken because apparently it's happening in my house on a re weekly basis? But with that being said, as complicated and as challenging as marriage and family is, it's still what God designed. Family is, 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 is what God has designed. The family is God's plan on the earth today. It's the family that provides us with life's greatest joys and at times life's deepest sorrows. And the Lord impressed upon me today to proclaim a blessing over the families. That if we would speak the blessing, that it would be imparted today and that no weapon formed against our families would prosper. Moses, I want you to take your brother Aaron and his sons and anoint them for my service, God said. Moses, in other words, I'm calling this family and I'm placing a special anointing upon this family. There's something different, Moses, about this family. So much so that I want you to make garments and the garments will be the garments of the priest. And those garments will speak of the distinctfulness of this family in my eyes because this is not like other families. This is not like every other family out in the world that you see. I want you to anoint this family for my service. They are special to me. Whether you understand it or not, because Aaron was the priest, your family has the same call on, on your household because 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9 says, if you're a believer, that you are a royal priesthood. You are a peculiar people. You're not like the other families in your neighborhood. You're not like the other parents who are raising the children that go to your school. Your family has been marked and anointed for God's holy, divine, special purpose. They're not like every other family. They're a unique family. They're called of God. The hand, when you made a decision to follow Jesus, what was it that he said to the Philippian jailer? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved and your house. That's my family because God saved you. He says, I got a foothold in the whole family and I'm calling that family a special family. And the question is, what kind of garment are you passing on to the next generation? Because listen to this, this is the key point to the whole little message. We only pass on what we wear, not what we profess. I can say Jesus is the priority of my life, but if I don't wear that all week long, I don't pass that on to my children. You have to wear the garment well, mom and dad. You have to wear it on a daily basis before your family because it's not what we profess. I'm a Christian. I believe on Sunday. But if you don't wear it Monday through Saturday, then you will not pass it on to the next generation. 
Well, I want to give you quickly three garments that every parent is to wear, but not just the parent, the children aren't supposed to wear them because when the garment was made for Aaron, it was made with the next generation in mind and the next generation, they all wore the same garment. So it doesn't change because times change. The garment of praise. Isaiah 61 in verse 3, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of depression. In other words, the garment of praise you wear, mom and dad, your children will wear. And if they see you praising God, not just in the good times and the mountaintops, but in the tough times and the trials of life, if they see you in God's house, worshiping Jesus, praising Jesus, you are, you are wearing a garment that your children and your children's children will wear. So wear it well. Wear the garment of praise well. The Bible said in Psalms 145 and verse 4, one generation will praise Him unto another generation. God's plan is not just for dad to have praise and, and, and mom to have praise, but He said the same garment that you wear, if you don't praise the Lord, if you don't see praise as a big deal, if you don't praise God in not just the high times, but in the, in the low times, then you won't have anything to pass on to your children. That's why it's so important not to sit on your hands. As good as God has been to you in a good service like this. But boy, you ought to praise the Lord because you're sewing a garment that is being made for generations to come. You're saying to your children, you enjoy those clothes, you like that car, you like that house, to God be the glory. Watch me go to church and give God all the glory and all the honor. And I don't want the next generation and the next generation to take the goodness of the Lord on my family for granted. Let's give God, come on dad, give God a shout. Come on mom, come on granny. Your praise will be passed from generation to generation. The second garment is wear the garment of praise. But secondly, wear the garment of faith. This is a remarkable scripture to me in 2 Timothy 1 and verse 5. It says this, Paul speaking to Timothy. For when I see and call to remembrance the faith, listen to what he says, the faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, I now see it's on you, young Timothy. I want you to listen to that. A grandmother named Lois started wearing the garment of faith. We, we believe in miracles. We believe in God. We believe in the Bible. A granny started praying and calling on God. Grandma Lois started wearing the garment of faith. We're not like other families. We believe in the unseen. We believe in streets of gold. We believe in life eternal. We believe in the resurrection. We believe in the virgin birth. We believe in miracles. We believe in healing. A granny started wearing that garment. And then her daughter, Eunice, put on the same garment, the same garment of faith. And a single mother named Eunice, without a husband or a dad, raised the youngest apostle who wrote his own book, Timothy, and took the place of the apostle Paul. Because grandmother 
had the garment. And mama had the garment. Now, a son has successfully been transferred without a father. The same garment of, of faith. The garment of faith that God can do anything. God can save anybody. God can heal any hurt. I'm saying to you today that the call of the Spirit is not just to, to, to Aaron to wear the garment, but to Aaron's sons. Don't just admire your daddy or your grandmother's or your mother's garment. Put it on. It was never made for them only in mind. When it was stitched and sewn together, God was thinking generations from now in that family, the blessings will be flowing. Faith will be strong. Praise will be boisterous. The garment was not just supposed to be made for him and his generation, but it was intended for the next generation and the next generation. Wear the same garments of your father. My father wore the garment of praise. Billy Franklin, he's gone on to be with the Lord, but he was a preacher. And he was a Pentecostal preacher. And he would shout when he got happy. If, they would, if he liked his own sermon, he, he, he'd preach. And if nobody else backed him up, he'd stop, put the mic down, and shout on his point, And then pick the mic up. I can remember him. I can remember him. And he was Pentecostal, but he didn't believe in... He called it the charismatic kick. He didn't like that charismatic... He said the charismatics danced and praised the Lord. And they kick out. But he said, if you're Pentecostal, you... you he. And he would preach, and he'd put the mic down, he'd go... I know some of you are thinking, Lord. But you know what? That stuff got on me and... I know, I know my style's different than his, but the truth is, there's a praise in here that's... And, and, and that stuff matters. That stuff matters. Your faith, your praise matters. Your purity matters. You're passing on a garment. Wear the garment, the same garments of your father. Not a new and improved garment. The holy garments of previous generations are your garments. Ben, when we dedicate Luca with Carissa, I thought about your father, Ian. We're not, we're not just laying hands and blessing that child in the next service, but Ian has great faith and praise and prayer and your mother has, Deb, Deb has great intercession. In other words, when we put that garment on that child in the next service, it's, it's been a lot of prayers put in that garment. A lot of fasting's gone into that garment. A lot of, a lot of pleading the blood. A lot of trials and tribulations. And almost the enemy thought he would win. But it's, it's so much that we can transfer. So wear the garments well. Because it was, it was sown with, the, with teenagers and 20-somethings in mind. Because the enemy would love to tell you, well, that old-fashioned stuff, it's not for my day and my time. No, it was sown with your generation in mind too. 
that notice that he said these are garments of consecration and anointing. The last, the, another, another garment you have to wear is the garment of consecration, sanctification, holiness, purity. Just because times have changed and morals and people have changed, God has not changed. And if one generation could wear it, you can wear it. The last one is the garment of supernatural anointing and miracles. It's fitted well for this generation too. A generational perpetuation of anointing. Dual responsibility. Mom and dad wear it well. But Aaron's sons and daughters, you wear it well too. Same garments. That Jesus Christ can heal that it's a supernatural miracles and anointing garment. I have not come this far to become a Dr. Phil and get up and tell you things. Nothing against him, but that's not what this church is about. We, we want to say we want to get information, but there is nothing that can take the place of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. When it touches a teenager, a teenager will break. When it touches a 20-something, a 20-something will give up everything and take up his cross and follow Jesus. That's what we need. If the point is this, Luca will never hear Billy Franklin preach. He'll never see him put the mic down and do what I just said. But I, actually, that's an incorrect statement because I wear the garment of my daddy. And when I preach, Billy Franklin preaches. When I praise, Billy Franklin praises. Mom, my 80-year-old mother who does, who does uh, uh, 32 rest home services a month. And has been doing it for years. And she can't go to all of them, but she organizes them and has teams. And they go into rest homes for elderly people that everybody's forgotten about and love on them and sing to them and preach to them. And she's been doing, well, well, that's the garment I wear. So mess with me. You don't just mess with me, but you mess with my mama's prayers. You don't want to do that. I promise you. She'll call down fire on you. You don't, you don't want to mess with the garments that my daddy and mama wore. That's why I can say no weapon formed against us will prosper. Prayers never die. Hallelujah. They're on the altar. Even now, God is fighting for you and your family. Not just because of what you've done, but it's been blessings of garments passed down. Numbers 20. Aaron's time is over. He's an old man. It's time for him to go home to heaven. God says to Moses, take him and his son up on the mountain, he's going to die. So take the same garment that he's worn for decades and put it on his son. Because these are garments for holy anointing. Garments of consecration. And it's an anointing for the families. 
It's an impartation and blessing and consecration for entire families. And what a responsibility, 20-somethings, teenagers. What a responsibility. Is sometimes all we want to do is talk about mom and dad or what they, but, but it's your responsibility to put it on. Maybe sometimes instead of the parents always laying hands on the children, I'll never forget as long as I live. Um, we, we were young boys and we kept cutting up and doing things wrong, breaking windows and just being mean, just being boys. And I had two brothers and my dad, he just lost his temper one day. He took his big belt off and he whipped the fire out of us, as we would say. <laughs> and uh, to be honest, the Bible says that the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And it wasn't just a good whipping that a dad should give. He lost his temper. And he beat us good that day. We had, we needed it. But, but, but here's my point. I'll never forget this. The Holy Spirit got a hold of my dad after that. We cried and dodging that belt and running in circles. It was, but dad came back and he called us in. I'll never forget this joy. He called us in the bedroom, that little parsonage that we lived in. And he, um, he had that belt, my God. We thought, dear Jesus. <laughs> and he started weeping. And he said, I want to apologize to you children. He said, that was not God. That was not right. And then he said, I want you to take this belt and I want you to hit me as hard as you can with it and whip me, every one of you. Well, now we started crying. And I think of the brilliance of that. That my dad was vulnerable enough to say, I don't always have the answers. I'm not always Superman. I don't always do things right. You'd never read a Dr. Phil book, but that, that's, that's pretty brilliant. Because we had a little revival in that bedroom. Dad dropped to his knees, and I dropped to my knees, and Richie dropped, and Doyle dropped, and then, the, then, then my sister Jennifer. We all dropped to our knees, and Daddy said, lay hands on me and pray for me. We had never done that. We were always praying for Daddy, or, or Daddy was always praying for us. But now it's Daddy on his knees and mom is now weeping, and we're weeping. And to this day, it's one of the most vivid memories. When we get together for Christmas, sometimes we'll talk about it. And we all wept, and we all cry, cried and prayed. And when we got up, we all held each other and loved one another. Our, Our families belong to the Lord. Our families belong to the Lord. I'm going to say it again. Our families belong to the Lord. The devil can't have our families, our home, or our children. Because we've got garments of faith. We've got garments of praise. We've got garments of holy anointing and consecration. And if one of your children isn't wearing it yet, 
I ask in the name of Jesus that they begin to miss what they used to have. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Would you raise your hands toward heaven on behalf of your family? Wear it well. Because your children will only wear not what you profess, but what you are wearing. Are you wearing it? Are you, are you reading that book? Are you praying? Are you leading them to church? Because they'll only wear what you wear. You won't pass on mental assent that I'm a Christian. It's only what you wear that's passed to the next generation. Let's stand to our feet all over this room. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you are blessed.